Filmmaker Joseph Sikorsky's feature documentary tells the story of the humanitarian scientist Nikola Tesla's global plans for wireless energy through a mysterious tower on Long Island, New York, and how these plans were thwarted by the forces of greed around him. But generations later, Tesla's struggle against days against the day's corporate titans received has received some form of vindication. And this uh, this documentary called Tower uh, to the People, Tesla's Dream at Wardenclyffe Continues, is a wonderful documentary. It's, um, it's, it's not only a kind of an overview of the life's work of Nikola Tesla, but also the continuing legacy and the people who uh, have done so much to keep it alive. Again, we're joined by the director of this wonderful documentary, and that would be Joseph Sikorsky. Joseph, welcome to Film School. Thank you so much for having me, Mike. Oh, well, tell me, um, I, I gathered from the documentary that uh, your interest in, in Tesla goes uh, well beyond uh, the making of this film. Tell us a little bit about your interest, but also uh, for, the, for the uninitiated, kind of a broad overview of the life work of Nikola Tesla. Well, most people, believe it or not, still have not heard of Nikola Tesla, and they don't know uh, that he invented so many things that are crucial to modern society today, you know, like the induction motor and the whole polyphase system of alternate current electricity that we use today, uh, radio, x-rays, remote control, radar, robotics, so many different things Nikola Tesla pioneered and didn't receive a lot of credit from it. Uh, he was stolen from he was marginalized, he was ridiculed, he was even abandoned by, by friends and supporters. And uh, it's a shame because he sacrificed so much to help humanity advance. And vindicating his story uh, is a very important mission. And that's what we're trying to do with, with the film, with this particular film and with the other film that we're trying to, to create. And... Um, you know, when I when I learned about Tesla, what what sparked my interest in it was more of the fringe part about Tesla. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, when uh, I was reading about uh, this supposed death ray that he had created, that was my introduction to Nikola Tesla. And uh, as I learned more, that was the hook that hooked me into it. I wasn't really interested in science, but as I learned the real story about Tesla, what he actually invented, what he patented. Um, that became much more interesting to me than the fringe stuff. And uh, yeah. I just kept asking myself, why have I never heard of this person? Yeah. How did I go through a whole educational system and not know this person's name? So it, uh, it became sort of a mission to kind of vindicate uh, his struggle through his life because he did sacrifice it all and died penniless and nearly forgotten, and it's just not acceptable. I think the thing that makes him such a compelling figure, I mean... In addition to the fact that he was an immensely talented man, exceedingly bright, probably a genius, I, I would, I think that's fair to say. Uh, yeah, and then, but it's in contrast to someone we, uh, sort of as a contrast to a contemporary of Tesla's that we know everything about, which would be uh, Edison. Uh, Thomas Edison, we know because he invented a light bulb and a phonograph, and he did a lot of things. But the distinguishing characteristic between those two um, well-known inventors, scientists uh, of their era, was that, Ed, and you point this out in Tower to the People, um, that the difference between them was that one made products or made, made scientific advancements that were monetizable, uh, 
if that's mm-hmm. a word. And Tesla yeah. was more of an artist. I mean, he was an artist. He was a scientific artist or an art, artistic scientist. In that he was. Can, yeah. can, is that a fair is that a fair way to to, to characterize? Absolutely. I mean, Tesla always considered him, considered himself a discoverer rather than an inventor, and he looked for these uh, discoveries in in the, the wheelworks of nature, and that's how he pulled out uh, you know created many of his inventions. And uh, you know, as you stated perfectly, Edison, yeah, was just concerned with you know packaging a product that he can monetize. And uh, Tesla was more uh, concerned with advancing society and, and creating uh, breakthroughs. Uh, you know, he, when he invented the induction motor, uh, he thought that uh, it was going to save so, me- so much time and labor that people wouldn't have to plow fields, and that's time they can go back to school and they can learn and get an education, and that we would progress as a society at a faster and faster uh, rate. So he was a real idealist, and, um, you know, it, it is a stark contrast to, uh, you know, the, the, the monetary type of uh, incentives that Edison had. And in addition to that, he made no secret of that. He His... He would tell anyone who would listen that his intent was to bring power to the entire planet and free of charge. He, his, in his mind, the Earth is in fact its own electrical generating plant of sorts. If I'm mischaracterizing this, in a, no, in no, a, that's exactly right. And that we don't need to worry about uh, power companies providing us with electricity or anything like that, based on his research. And he, tell me how feasible. In your opinion, that idea is even today. Is that a feasible? Well, is it feasible for the Earth to provide us with all the power we need? Well, it is a subject of controversy. Um, you know, the sad thing about Tesla is he kept most of his knowledge inside his head, uh, which was, uh, you know, uh, bad for us. Uh, you know, now trying to find the solutions to our problems, but he was able to send wireless electricity through his Colorado uh, Springs experiments, lighting up light bulbs in the fields that uh, yeah. you know were miles away. and uh, So he did prove the principle. What people sort of uh, debate, the scientists, uh, is that it might not be enough power on an industrial level, mm-hmm. but we really don't know the, the uh, nuances of what Tesla was trying to achieve. What we, what we suggest, that is, if even Tesla was able to transmit small amounts of power, just perhaps enough to recharge the batteries in our mobile devices, we would be essentially uh, using free wireless power that would uh, sustain uh, society. But uh, I think as a communications network, it's pretty well accepted that the Wardenclyffe Tower would have been uh, in many ways superior to what we have today. Yeah, we're going to get onto all that because I just this is so fascinating. Because in in my in my mind as a viewer, uh, Tower to the People, Tesla's dream at Wardenclyffe continues, uh, is a sort of a two part. I think the first part of the film is a sort of a primer on Nikola Tesla, his work, the circumstances of his life, the people he was involved. J.P. Morgan was was in, heavily involved at a very critical time in 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 the research that uh, and the and the experimentation that Tesla was involved with 
uh, it's it's a, that this is a wonderful film on that level alone. Just to, for people who don't know much about him or very little or nothing, you can watch this film and feel like, oh my God, I like you said, I had no idea. Uh, and then there's the second part of this, which is. The, the sort of the human spirit continues. Tesla lives on in the, in the hearts and minds of a lot of people. Uh, and uh, t- talk a little bit about uh, about once Tesla, because I want people to see this film. The, the, the arc of his story is is uh, is emblematic of, of an era, uh, of that era. And it continues today, that sense that if you can't make money off of it, to hell with it. Uh, but let's talk yeah. about the once Tesla has passed and now his research and at Wardenclyffe and all the rest of it, because that's a great part of the story as well. Well, thank you. It, it is uh, that's the inspirational part, and um, it's very important that we can uh, have an inspirational part after such a tragedy. Yeah. It was a tragedy for the world, and that uh, the world would unite a century later to uh, recognize Tesla and try to vindicate what he was trying to do there by saving this last laboratory on the planet where he tried to give free energy to the whole world. It's, it's a very touching part of the story, and uh, it helps us to, uh, to move forward and make sure that it never happens again as far as what happened to Tesla. So um, after the property uh, was lost, after the tower came down, it was... It, it, became the site of many uh, manufacturing plants, and believe it or not, it was uh, turned into a pollution site because some of the uh, manufacturers poured chemicals down where the tower base was. Well, that was Peerless, and, Peerless Photography, and AFCA, was that Ag, AGFA? Yeah. yeah. Bought it, bought the property, and then just destroyed it, basically, right? Destroyed it, and um, they were responsible for cleaning it up, and they did uh, clean up the property eventually, and... Um, the ironic part uh, is that, you know, the chemical contamination, which is just awful to contemplate, was probably part of the reason that the lab was able to be saved because no one could purchase the land while that cleanup was going on. And it got us to a point in time to where the Internet was now, um, you know, using crowdfunding as a viable method of, of connecting the world. And Matthew Inman the comic known as The Oatmeal, was able to start this great crowdfunding campaign that connected all these separate Tesla enthusiasts from around the world or science enthusiasts who thought this place matters. It's very important to preserve this last site. And uh, this crowdfunding campaign raised the money that was able to purchase the lab. So it is a sort of vindication for Tesla uh, where his lab couldn't be saved while he was alive but now the generations learning the lessons uh, are, are all rallying to, uh, to save it and turn it into a museum to honor him. So it's really a very uplifting part to the story. And it's, there's sort of a, a, a connection to Tesla because through Wardenclyffe, he sort of conceptualized the whole idea of the Internet because he wanted to connect the world through this tower. And technologically, he actually patented uh, the what's called the Logic A&D gate, which is a uh, fundamental circuit board that makes computers possible. <laughs> it's, it's a part of every computer. So he had actually pioneered the concept 
and part of the technology which allowed the world to rally a century later to save his laboratory. So he was a man far ahead of his time. There's some cosmic justice in there. Um, Yeah. And and also, I don't think you're going to mention, but I will, uh, Joseph Sikorsky, the director of this film, uh, Tower of the People, uh, Tesla's Dream at Wardenclyffe continues. Uh, It's going to be at the, uh, the Crest Theater starting next week. That would be October 23rd. You're in town for a Q&A on at least on the Friday night am I correct correct so the 23rd you'll be at the uh, the Crest Theater that's on Westwood Boulevard in in the in in Westwood uh so check that out but you uh not only have been a driving force uh, obviously with this documentary but also you you put your you put your money where your mouth is on this as well um and in 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 beginning to uh to get people to raise awareness about him uh, and your contributions, not only through this film but also uh, putting opening your wallet um, for that, uh, you know, done often you see people really, you know, so often uh, it's a it's a it's a distance that we find out about these stories. But uh, you yourself have been a, an active part of this attempt to uh, uh, resurrect the memory and the work of uh, Nikola Tesla. So, thank you so much. Uh, we we consider ourselves Tesla activists who are filmmakers. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, our our whole goal is to get uh, Tesla the recognition he deserves, and uh, to get him into classrooms so he can be the inspiration to to the kids of today to solve the problems. Um, well, to that end, on. to that end, uh, on Thursday, October twenty ninth at one p.m. for help me out with this. There's a, a Tesla Day, if you will. Talk a little bit about that. Yes, thank you so much for bringing that up. Um, we, in conjunction with the Crest Theater, they've been uh, generous enough to work with us on this so we can provide free access to school groups who want to come and see this film and learn about Nikola Tesla on that day. So uh, Thursday, October 29th at 1 p.m., uh, you know, grades 9 through 12, organized school groups. If you're a teacher or a principal or an administrator, please contact us at info at teslasdream.com. Uh, dot com and we will um, arrange for you to uh, to see this film and to learn about Tesla and to see why he should be included in every school's curriculum. Yeah, well, it's a, just an excellent. Uh, I mean, thank thank the Crest Theater for for uh, for stepping up on that and and as well as as being a part of uh, of what's going on here. Um, Let's see uh, what else have we got. You've got oh, for people who want to know more about the this film and some of the other work. What's the other film that you were talking about? You mentioned two films that you've done. What's the other one? Well, the other film it's sort of uh, <laughs> it's sort of backwards. We started the other film first, gotcha, uh, called Fragments from Olympus, and that was a narrative feature. Uh, this is something that we started. 15 years ago, um, the whole idea is we were trying to help save Tesla's lab on Long Island, his last lab on the planet, uh, but the people we approached, people in the community and business leaders, they never heard of Tesla, so they did not realize the value of this important uh, historic property. So we thought, you know, our background is cinema, let's make a film about Nikola Tesla, let's educate people to who he is. Then they'll see the value of this property, and then they'll save it, and we'll turn it into a museum, and fantastic. Uh, Tesla's legacy will continue. And uh, that's how we actually got started. Okay. And another thing we did is we put uh, money in the budget to donate to this uh, 
a nonprofit group called the Tesla Science Center, so they could purchase the property. And uh, we got started with that, but the money fell through, and um, the oatmeal came to the rescue yeah. and was able to start this campaign and uh, and get the property saved. And this is all part, you know, you can learn a little bit about this in the film. We have yeah. we have that in there. But it's, uh, okay. yeah, it's just a very inspirational story, and it, uh, people need to know what Nikola Tesla did for mankind. Yeah, and and for and by the way, the crowdsourcing um, that was done on this raised $1.3 million. There's obviously a core group of people who really, really care about this. Uh, I think there's kind of a, a sexy factor to Nikola Tesla in that, you know, he lived sort of as an outlaw, and not outlaw, but outside the, be- the yeah. boundaries of what was considered acceptable science uh, at the time. He lived a life he wanted to. He, he took chances. Uh, he risked risked everything. He put his own money into projects. He believed in all of this, and he's been proven more or less to have been right about just about everything he was a part of and wanted to be a part of uh, and wanted the world to be a part of. Uh, it's a remarkable story. And I, I, real quick, because um, two things. Um, you know, I, I mentioned Edison early on in the interview, and apparently Edison not only – I guess they worked together briefly – at one point in their in their scientific careers didn't work out and then edison went on kind of this uh anti-tesla tour um there's a very famous uh, video of people go online have seen the electrocution of an elephant Mm -hmm. Uh, and basically edison would premise that by saying this is what will happen if tesla's form of electricity this is the 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 impact or the effects of tesla's science on any that he proceeded to electrocute a number of animals with the one i've i've seen is is mm-hmm. an elephant which is just even it, even people even people the way the electric chair was was born was the product of a propaganda campaign started by edison against tesla and uh, and his and his uh propaganda minister professor brown uh they lobbied new york state to use the lethal electric current uh, because it would be a, a far superior way to uh, kill somebody. And um, they called it Westinghousing because at the time Westinghouse was, uh, was using Tesla. Tesla's patents to try to, to bring uh, uh, electricity to the world. Um, so, um, yeah, so it started with animals, pets, dogs, yeah. even elephants, and then it, it even went to, to human beings. So there's despicable man yeah this is really this you know revered venerated guy the scientists that we all you know talk about in these sort of glowing uh divine like terms was in fact a a jealous uh asshole i'm sorry i mean that's what he turned out to be now um uh, and the other thing is, real quick, in the last minute I have with you, uh, is do you, is there someone out there doing the kind of work that you know Tesla would be proud of? Who's continuing to kind of do the research uh, where where Tesla was most interested? Uh, there are some scientists, uh, uh, you know, like uh, uh, the Quorum brothers are doing some great research. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, of course, things that happen at CERN or in some ways... Uh, yeah, yeah coming as a result of, of what Nikola Tesla did and his contribution to particle physics. In fact, we have Sebastian White, who is a, a, a physicist who uh, was part of the team that discovered the God particle, and um, he talks about Tesla's contributions to that field. So, um, I mean, his work is continuing, but I think a big part of making it to continue is we have to remove the stigma from Tesla. Yeah. When people think of Tesla, they think of mad scientists, 
alien, yeah. uh, all these weird the sort of things, yeah, and, yeah. And, and it really hurts his acceptance into the uh, scientific fields where his research needs to be continued. So that's part of our mission is to you know, remove that stigma and get his research uh, continued on an on a even grander scale. Well, part of film school's mission is to make sure that people uh, hear about uh, Tower to the People, uh, Tesla's Dream at Warncliffe continues, and, and to get this information out there. Get it, uh, if it, people are interested in finding out more about the film, is the Indiegogo.com, is that the best place for people to go to check out more about the uh, film? Is that Probably Tesla'sDream.com would be better because that has a Tesla's Dream with Tesla's with an S at the end. Okay. Um, that will give you access to if you want to come see it next week when it's at the crest. There you go. Or if you want to uh, purchase it later or okay. um, Tesla's dream, all the other information. Tesla'sDream.com. You're going to be, again, uh, uh, Joseph Sikorsky will be in town at the Crest Theater. That's in Westwood, Westwood Boulevard. Check out that for the the 23rd, October 23rd, Friday at the Crest Theater. And then on the 29th, uh, Thursday at 1 p.m., the Crest is uh, uh, graciously opens its, is opening its doors for people to participate in, in kind of a, an awareness day uh, regarding Nikola Tesla. Yes, thank you. Yes, thank you so much. Uh, the, the film is a, a Tower to the People. Um, Tesla's dream at Wardenclyffe continues, and the filmmaker, director, and uh, and advocate for uh, Nikola Tesla, that would be Joseph Sikorsky. Thank you so much for being a part of Film School. Mike, thank you so much. Can't thank you enough. All right. Take care. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.